WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcast at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows past and present like SEO 101, Affiliate Buds, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Download it from the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store today. From the newsroom of SearchEngineWatch.com, the authority on search engine marketing and social media since 1996. WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcasts at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows, past and present, like SEO 101, Affiliate Buzz, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Search Cast, and so much more. Read through our blog for continuous industry news and programming updates and socialize with us through all of our social media channels, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and YouTube. Download the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, a must-have for every internet marketer on Earth. Download it now from the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store today. From the newsroom of SearchEngineWatch.com, the authority on search engine marketing and social media since 1996. Welcome to SEW Weekly. Each week, our hosts keep a virtual eye on the stories and people that are impacting search and social marketing, breaking down each headline with expert analysis. Plus, we'll bring you expert interviews exploring the latest search and social marketing tips and tools. Listen, connect, Learn SCW Weekly only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. And welcome to the February 28th edition of SEW Weekly. End of the February month already. Wow, where does the time go? Hey, thanks for joining us, folks. My name is Tom Craver from Search Engine Watch. Glad you're joining us today. we got a good show for you today. we got the director, the senior director of Bing, Stephen Weitz. He's going to join me. We're going to talk about social and search and how the two are happily living together in the social sidebar with Bing and, and maybe get a peek into the future if, uh, if he wants to be that willing to us. But first, let's get to some news uh, that's been going on. Uh, this past week since we since we last spoke at you. Um, we're going to start with uh, Yandex. We're going to go across the pond today and start over with Yandex, who made an announcement earlier this week that they opened their own app store. They opened their own Android app store, Yandex.store, because that's how they name everything, Yandex.something. Yandex.store has opened up. Um, they originally announced it last October for developers and trying to get people out there and getting their thing going. And it opened up this week with 50,000 apps in it uh, right out of the gate. So um, that's kind of good. Some of the most popular uh, apps, you know, Twitter, Foursquare, Cut the Rope, some other things that everybody plays and does on their phones. Um, and they're breaking records in popularity right now, at least as far as the Russian market goes. Um, the, the Russian social networks, VK, and, and their equivalent of classmates, all out there. Uh, ICQ is out there. Apparently, they still use that in Russia. So 
that's going really big and, and good. Um, all the apps they say are verified uh, by Kaspersky Lab, which is a you know an antivirus uh, set of software uh, that that uh, has come out of Russia over the past wow. 15 plus years now, I think now, but, uh, so they're, they're off and running. If you want to get your app in there, if you're kind of going for that whole global idea, then go right for it. Um, yendex.store, you can check that out. Um, other news this week, Google Analytics has, uh, made an update and they're rolling it out ever so slowly as they always do to their accounts. Um, they've added change history into the analytics portion. And and what that basically means is if you are an administrator and you are one of several for an account, they now have a log that they will show you and, and let you know uh, who changed what part of your analytics account at what point in time. Kind of um, kind of common sense if you think about it. Um, it's basically they, they give you a little log file. It is the date, the email address of the account holder that changed whatever that was changed, and they tell you what was changed. And pretty much um, that's things like, you know, properties to your account, any users you may have added or changed or deleted, um, filters, goals, any of the settings that are in there. So um, a simple, simple thing. You'd think that would have been out a long time ago, but they have it now finally, so that's always a good thing. Um, the history only goes back 180 days, um, and it's not really clear at this point if they're going to allow you to export that information. So um, if you if you need to keep longer track of that stuff, you're going to have to do it on your own by kind of scraping it off the page, but there you have it. And we're going to go back a little further. Since the last time we spoke, the day after we spoke on Friday last week, um, our uh, our wonderful guest today, Bing, uh, made a whole bunch of changes that we reported on. Um, first, first and foremost, uh, friends' photos. So they announced these things last summer, I guess it was, um, where you can see your your Facebook friends photos in image search on Bing. And so they've updated the, the look to that, given the whole tile theme um, to it. If you've, if you've got an Xbox or if you've got a Windows phone or if you've been playing around with Windows 8, that whole move the tiles around kind of image display and there's different size tiles and whatnot, that's the new interface now for the, the friends photos there. Um, auto-enhance. Um, enhancements to auto-enhance um, Using what they call ghosting, uh, basically, I mean, you've seen you've seen you know auto suggest before. You start typing in a phrase, and the rest of it kind of pops in there automatically. Well, there's been some subtle changes to how that works, and um, basically, this ghosting, and you've probably seen this before too, as you type like in an address bar or something, and the words kind of complete as you're typing, and they're highlighted at the end. Um, that's that's where the ghosting comes into play. That's what the the feature is called. So auto suggest ghosting um, was put up there. I'm looking at couple different things, actually. Bing says that uh, the two big things that always emerge looking at the patterns of behavior are the desire to navigate to a specific website, so navigation patterns, and uh, search history, you know, to to find something or refine something that you've maybe found before or find it in a different way. So those are the two um, main things that go into um, how the auto-suggest works, and uh, there's that. Um, and then lastly, over at Webmaster Central for Bing, Dwayne Forrester's team's been working real hard, and they put uh, together an XML sitemaps tool that will help you as a site owner create a sitemap. Now, I know a lot of people go, oh, I already made a sitemap, that's great. When was the last time you actually looked at your sitemap and made sure it was still up to date and had all the most recent changes or, you know, uh, you've put a new blog post out there? Does it update all the time? So, um, 
Bing, the Bing Webmaster Central XML sitemaps tool kind of help you out with that. Not only does it generate the list of URLs, but it actually adds the XML tags for last mod and priority. Um, the priority is based on the popularity of your pages as, as recorded inside Bing Webmaster tools. So, I mean, all kinds of good stuff there, and, and check those all out. Um, all the articles are out there on Search Engine Watch. Um, the, the Bing trio of information there was uh, presented last Friday, actually. I wrote the article up. Bing updates image search layout, auto-suggest, and unveil sitemap plugin. Um, the rest of them you can still find on top of the Search Engine Watch homepage. And uh, when we come back from this break, though, we're going to talk directly to Bing. Again, my, my guest today, Stefan Weitz, we're going to be talking... Bing's social sidebar and, and a bunch of things that they're doing over at Bing and how they differentiate themselves from, oh, well, the rest of their competitors, let's say. So stay with us, folks. Uh, Stefan Weitz will join me right after this break. You are listening to SEW Weekly on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned for more of SEW Weekly after this quick timeout. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Welcome back to SCW Weekly, your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews. Only on webmasterradio.fm. There we go, SCW Weekly, we're back in the air, sorry about that, welcome back to us, and uh, thank you for, for continuing to stay with us today. It's the February 28th edition 
2013, the end of February already, and uh, hopefully that means spring is around the corner because I'm getting sick of looking out these windows and seeing all the white snow out there. But enough of the snow. Let's talk search. Let's talk social. Today, as my guest, I have the one and only senior director of Bing, Stefan White. Stefan, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. You've been with Bing a long time. Um, I've, I've known you quite a couple years now. Um, let's give our audience a little bit. How long, how long have you been with Bing? Since it began, uh, back in, I guess it was 09. Wow, that's... Now, that was when it was first Bing. That's not MSN Search or Live Search, right? That's right, yeah. I, I came over from a different part of Microsoft to help get this thing going and get it launched and, and then I get it out there. Awesome. So... Your title just changed recently, I noticed. It, you're, you're now says Senior Director. What's that all about? <laughs> it's just internal stuff. It's just I, uh, you know, they, I, I do more things. I uh, have a little more responsibility over what what's happens in, in online generally. And, uh, but really, it just means uh, I, I'm just still a big dork. That's all it is. Aren't we all, though? Aren't we all? All right, so let's, let's get into this. I want to talk um, social sidebar. Um, great idea. It's, it's really it's in, infusing social results into search without actually distracting the rest of the actual, you know, 10 blue link results and, and whatnot. So how did that all come about? You know, just, where did it come from? Yeah. Well, it was interesting. You know, we, we, our, our president, Chi Lu, is, you know, obviously one of kind of the, the forefathers of, of information retrieval and search. And... Oh, gosh, now, I guess probably a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago now, I guess, we were, we were talking, and he says, you know, that the challenge we have with uh, the web today is, of course, it's different than the web was uh, a decade ago when search really was kind of pioneering itself, if you will. And one of the big changes that, of course, we've seen is this explosion of microdata, of social data, that doesn't necessarily respond to anchor text ranking or static ranking or anything else. It's a completely different uh, data set that has completely different ranking rules than, say, the web that we have uh, kind of grown up with. So what he, what he said was the challenge of trying to infuse social data into core search is that, again, the, the ranking methodology for social versus, versus, versus algo is totally different. And so he said, how can we actually uh, create, if you will, a rank or page rank for people, for their contributions to the web? Uh, and then how do we do that in a way that doesn't necessarily interfere with uh, the core algo ranking? Because when you start when you start mixing metaphors, you start mixing ranking algorithms and jamming social into uh, algo, it, we just thought make any sense. So we wanted to carve off a space where we could put all this social data that was relevant to your query, uh, but also preserve uh, what everyone understands to today as uh, how uh, how things are ranked. Well, you know, what's, what's the user reaction been to this? I mean, I, I know I like it, and what I said earlier, you know, I, I like the fact that I can see what some of my friends have shared and, and done and that kind of thing, but at the same time, it's really not, you know, confusing me with whatever else that's in the rankings off to the side, and I can see it, and I can actually even interact with it, which is actually kind of cooler, too. What's, what's your general reaction on, on your end? I know you guys do a lot of testing and, and feedback. Yeah, well, you're right. It's still, it's still definitely early days. And people still are not, I would say, completely understanding how it's useful. And part of that's our problem, frankly. Part of it just is we don't even know necessarily the best way to display this stuff. You've seen we did an update recently uh, where we changed the background even to make it look different. We changed what's displayed there. We put more information up front, for example. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of things that we're doing to try to increase engagement. Uh, we definitely do see things like photos that we just, as you mentioned, uh, really relaunched last week. Putting those photos in the stream makes a big difference. Uh, and really increasing the amount of social data that we have to work with. It's not just Facebook, it's Twitter, it's Quora, it's LinkedIn, it's all these other sources of social footprints that people are leaving. Uh, I think as we get smarter about what to display there and when to display it, 
uh, you'll see continued engagement. So people like it, um, but we haven't necessarily seen kind of the massive influx uh, to that part of the screen today. So then let's let's talk about this. You, you did, I might, uh, we were kind of remiss that we did neglect to say Twitter and Quora and, and LinkedIn. And I think Qu- Clout's in there now too as well. Um, mm-hmm. What what is Bing's philosophy on search? I mean, you kind of described this as an experiment and a work in progress still, but what's the philosophy? What's the whole guiding principle behind what you guys want to do with this? Well, generally with search, we want to blow it up uh, in the sense that uh, this notion of a keyword URL map is antiquated. Uh, I know it's still how a lot of us do think about search today, but honestly, when you think about the new form factors that exist today, whether it's mobile, tablet, voice, gesture, things like television, the Connect product, all these different ways, really search is moving rapidly away from this notion of a keyword-based uh, retrieval mechanism. And so the, the whole point that we are uh, kind of going, the whole path we're pursuing with search is to have the system be a platform that can accept any kind of input, whether it's visual, oral, oral, uh, gesture-based, anything, uh, any kind of input, and output any kind of output that makes sense given the device. So if you're on a phone and you're doing a voice search, of course, 10 blue links makes no sense. Uh, If you're on a tablet uh, and doing gesture-based searching or doing a visual search with your camera, uh, understanding what the most logical retrieval uh, and display mechanism back to you is, uh, is a key thing. So we're looking at how we can make search more into a platform that powers experiences across a bunch of different uh, metaphors and, and use cases. And social is a huge part of that because when you think about it, not indexing and not understanding this huge data source, we're talking you know, billions of updates a day on Facebook alone. You're talking about a billion tweets a day coming out of these things. We're talking all this, this, this source of social data, which is rich with intent. Uh, intent. It's rich with profile information. Uh, these things that, that, that aren't necessarily being used by Google because they don't have access to it, uh, we think it's a huge miss because there is so much being generated out there today, uh, different than we've been used to in the past, but still valuable and, and, and interesting when you think about what search can be. Absolutely. So, um, you said blow up search. I love. I just love that phrase. Um, as, as far as as, as far, I, mean, I, I love the iPad app. The Bing for iPad app is phenomenal, and that's a really great way of looking at things. Because, um, and I, I'll, uh, people who know me know that I, I really am not a fan of iOS. I really do not like it. But the one thing I do go to every day is I go to that Bing app to check the weather, to grab some news, and you know if I need to search something, I can do that right there. And the whole little lasso thing, which was very, very innovative. And right. for those who don't know what I'm talking about, you could be sitting in an article or sitting in something and kind of with your, with your finger just kind of circle something and boom, you're off to a Bing search on that. And that's phenomenal. And that's that whole, it's still a keyword mapping kind of, but it's, it's not by typing in keywords then. So... The, the, the everything yeah. that Bing is, yeah. everything is Bing is, bring, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, it's funny, you might mention Lasso. Lasso is one of my favorite things. It was codenamed Project O back in the days as a big, you know, O with your finger. And, and it is keyword, but what's cool about it is that we're able to pass whatever you circle. I mean, there's a bunch of work we've done to actually detect what you're circling in. Is it plural? Is it singular? All that kind of stuff. But then when you pass it off to Bing, if you circle like a, a movie title, you know, we're going to fire off the movie's uh, scope or the movie's uh, uh, vertical. If you, if you circle something which is more news-related, then we're going to fire off a news answer at the beginning. So it is trying to understand it's not just a, a keyword. There is some likely uh, intent behind what you're pointing to. And the challenge and the kind of the fun thing for us to figure out what's the most logical thing to display uh, given um, 
given that that what you've circled. So anyway, that's, that's I just love I love Lasso. It's a cool cool thing. No, it's absolutely fabulous. But now you bring us to a different direction now too. And and how is it that you you start looking for these things? This is where search is starting to get a little more you know semantic in nature, and it's it's got to be difficult to keep up with all those different terms and, and things that come out. Oh yeah, I mean it's you know a lot of it thankfully thankfully is just volume, right? We see we see uh, people looking for words and then clicking on things, and that, that kind of gives us clues. But we've got this system internally called Satori, which is uh, basically a massive semantic uh, an entity index. So literally, what it does is it, uh, one of the crawlers runs around and says, "Aha! I see the new AT and T MiFi just dropped yesterday, right? Or something like that just dropped yesterday." And what, what the crawlers then do is they attempt to literally reassemble all the characteristics about that physical object. So if we know that there's a thing in real life called the AT&T MiFi, the challenge for Satori and what it does is it runs around the web and attempts to figure out every place where that object is described and tries to figure out what the characteristics of that object actually are. So we will figure out from different sources that uh, that the MiFi weighs a certain amount of of, of, uh, of ounces, that it has a certain color, that it has a certain memory uh, storage uh, built in, that it has two buttons, that it charges a micro USB, all these sorts of things. Uh, but those are all scattered in places across the web. So our challenge as a Tory is to actually reassemble the object from all the different digital clues or digital pieces that exist all across the web in all different places. And when you start doing that, uh, it really enables us to uh, now refactor search as not something which is necessarily looking only at pages, but really understanding the actual real world and, and using the web as a digital proxy for the real world. It, it just fundamentally changes how we think about what search has to do. Talking with Stefan Weitz from Bing, um, though now with, with this whole semantical thing in the story, um, now, Bing also supports all the microformat that is out there currently, right? Mm-hmm. So we were we part of that initial, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, and, and that is actually one more factor on on how you figure all these things out and put all those pieces back together again. Yeah, I've been advocating for a while. You know, schema.org. We were part of that initial group with with Yahoo and Google as well. Uh, you know, do we do we use all the all the schema.org stuff today? No, we don't. I'll be very honest, and no one really does yet. Uh, but people who start marking up their pages with uh, the appropriate RDF and with the appropriate schema.org tags will be far ahead because literally Satori today has to run around and start using semantics and using machine learning figure out what the characteristics are. But ideally. Uh, people will actually be tagging, you know, what those objects characteristics actually are, uh, in a way where machines can read them more easily and don't have to guess. Because we, we make mistakes, you know, and and um, just because you know <laughs> we're not perfect. <laughs> so, and and who is right? Uh, well, I mean, I'm pretty close, but uh, but uh, it's funny. <laughs> Google Google has they kind of copied this with Holocraft uh, last year. And it's a, it's a, I think the funniest the funniest example of what they did, and to show how how funny machine learning can be. Our president's name is Chi Lu, Q-I-L-U, is his first and last name. And if you go to Google and, and type in Chi Lu, uh, the knowledge graph they have thing fires. And as you are scrolling down his little card that they put on there, uh, one of the things it says is that he won the Golden Rooster Award in China for a movie that he was in. Uh, which, if you know Chi Lu, you know uh, he's not a movie star. 
<laughs> but it's an example of where their indexer got it wrong, and that's just because, again, tagging isn't prevalent today across the web. Gotcha. All right, we're going to have to step aside just for a quick break right now. When we come back, more with Stefan Weitz from Bing. We're going to talk about Bing It On and some more of the Bing Surge experience. So um, stay with us. This is SEW Weekly on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of SEW Weekly after this quick timeout. The SES Conference and Expo is making a springtime stop to New York City, March 25th through the 28th. SES New York 2013 is moving to a brand new venue in the heart of Times Square at the New York Marriott Marquis. Register now at SESConference.com. SES New York 2013 features some of the best and brightest minds in search and social marketing with keynote addresses by top-level executives from Google, Twitter, ESPN, and more. SES New York 2013 will also feature a loaded expo hall and Texpo Pavilion. On-site training by the Clixie Academy, WebmasterRadio.fm's annual search bash, and so much more. SES New York 2013 at the New York Marriott Marquis in the heart of Times Square, March 25th through the 28th. Register now at SESConference.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? <laughs> You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. <laughs> Aim clear. The agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Welcome back to SCW Weekly. Your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to SEW Weekly. Tom Craver here alongside with you and my guest for today, Stefan Weitz from Bing, the Senior Director of Bing. Uh, We're talking social and search and uh, how Bing wants to blow up search or at least the traditional keyword and URL mapping that we're all used to. So I, I want to talk real fast uh, before we have to go, Stefan, about um, Bing's, Bing's philosophy, at least, of the future of search in general. Now, there's been other engines that have come out and said that every experience has to be the same from the desktop to the mobile, and, and I know that's not the case with Bing. Can you, can you kind of expand upon that a little bit? I, mean, it, I think it's, just, it's kind of insane to think about that, right? Why, why would you have the same experience on a desktop where you have a 13, or a, you know, a, a 10 by 7 or a, a 19 by 10 resolution display? Uh, why would that be? This, why would it make sense to have the same type of thing given uh, on small on small device with a tiny screen? And just even the intent that we see, the intent that people have when they're on a mobile device, is generally very different than the intent they have when they're engaged in a long research research session on a, on a PC. And so. Uh, we, it doesn't make any sense to think of the fact that a result should be the same across 
all devices. Just give them both the intent of the user and the, what we have to work with as far as responding to the user. Does that change the results, or does that help you guys figure out what results to present? I don't want you to give away the farm here, but you know, there's a lot of trend now with people sitting in a store and they'll grab their phone or whatever to search and, and then like price shop. Does that help you guys knowing that somebody's on a mobile device? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, the fact that we see the, the different device type coming in, uh, it changes both how we display the results and it's, I mean, even if you go to, let's say, an Android app, for example, and you go to the Bing or M.Bing on an Android phone, uh, you know, it's, it's a completely different search experience. We have quick ways to get to the things that we know people are trying to do, whether it's movies or local or weather. We, we try to basically anticipate, we, will not, we anticipate using data, what the most likely intent uh, is that a person has given where they're at and what device they're on. So um, I, I'm, I'm really waiting for a better experience. I just got my hands on a, a Windows 8 phone uh, finally. I've been dying to get one for a while now, and I, I love everything about the interface. But you know what? It, it still seems like search is still um, a very text-based thing on this. Is there updates coming to that in the future that maybe you can say maybe on? Yeah, sure. I mean, you'll get even things, uh, what we have to kind of think about is even things like uh, the translator app on Windows Phone 8. Yeah, I'd encourage you to go download it because... It literally is using the same search back end that you'd use for text-based search. But what happens now is you can take the phone, point it at a, a sign in Chinese, and in real time it's going to overlay the Chinese with English or whatever language you like in, a, in an augmented reality sort of way. Or you can just speak to it, and it'll translate your English into Chinese and then actually speak the Chinese back uh, for you to the person that you're interacting with. So that's still a very search. Um, that's all using the same search back end. But it's very different modalities, and, and so you will begin to see uh, much more of those things, especially as we get to the latter part of this year. Fabulous. Um, what can we expect, if you can say anything, what can we expect to see with social changes? Are we looking at more networks or just more experimentation on Bing in general? You're, yeah, you're going to see uh, more networks. Uh, you're, you're also really going to see just more um, more answers firing. In other words, you're going to see more coverage. We look at coverage and how often the social answer actually provides something of value to you. Uh, and you know, we, we've cranked that up in the last uh, month or so. We've expanded from about you know 8 or 9% coverage to almost 30% coverage. So we believe that every query likely has, in addition to a, an entity or a page, has a person who is very able and, and willing to answer that question somehow, whether it's through their passive interactions to the web or their contributions to Quora or whatever it might be. So, yeah, you're going to see a lot more data from across the web and firing a lot more up. Okay, so that's what's to come. Now, real fast, we only got about a minute-ish left here. Um, I want to talk about Bing It On, and uh, you guys launched that, I think it was last fall when I first covered it. Um, what, what prompted that briefly, and then how are the numbers still continuing as this goes on? Yeah, really briefly, the, what happened is we did a bunch of the internal research and then conducted a bunch of surveys, and it turned out that when you take off the brand, take off the Google brand, take off the Bing brand, the core algo results uh, actually beat Google uh, by two to one. So people prefer Bing's results two to one over Google, which frankly even surprised me. Uh, and so we said, hey, if this is this good when we take the brand halo of Google away. Let's make sure, let's get out there and show people, let's let them see for themselves how good it can be. And so the whole notion of being an on was to actually let people compare queries uh, in a way that lets them kind of remove themselves from the brand halo of Google. And yeah, I mean, Google still wins sometimes, no question about it. But we know that even when even when Google wins, Bing actually wins too, because people say, well, gosh, you know, it wasn't that close, or it wasn't, Bing was pretty good. <laughs> you know, it's actually not a bad product. So that's, that's kind of what happened there. So now as this has continued, and I saw, I've been seeing a resurgence of the commercials on TV again lately, um, you know, back in January and again now through February, um, are, are the numbers that you're seeing continuing to be about the same? Or is, it still, is it still a two-to-one lead? 
Uh, Google's catching up, I'll be honest. They're catching up. Uh, we still are ahead, but they're making some good improvements. I mean, look, they, this is the first time they've actually had a competitor who, who bests them at, the, at their core game. And so they, they're not standing still. They're great guys, right. but it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, slow for them. All right. So you have your chance now to talk to the, the world at large who doesn't maybe use Bing as often as they probably should or have in the past. What's the one thing that would surprise people about Bing's results um, and the takeaway that they should leave this show listening to? And, and what should they go do right now with search? Well, I think the one, the one thing is that, that we're actually working to incorporate actions into the results more than just information. So you do a search for a movie, for example, and you know, we'll actually let you watch it on iTunes right from there. Uh, you can do things like, what, what was the movie with Tom Cruise and a unicorn? Punch that in Bing. And you'll see that we've actually figured out you're looking for the movie Legend. So things like that. You're going to find a lot more natural language and a lot more action-based results than you've seen before. Perfect. Um, Bing and decide. Bing and, what's, what's the new phrase now? Bing and do? Bing is for doing? Uh, no, I don't think it's really coming. Bing is for doing, I think, is still one we're using. Yeah, I, I, I find the marketing guys and ask them. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Stefan Weitz, the director of Bing, uh, thank you very, very much for being our guest today. I really appreciate all the time you took with us and uh, the insight into, uh, into Bing's soul. That's great. Anytime, Tom. Appreciate it. I'll appreciate it, too. Okay, and that about does it for this week's uh, edition of SEW Weekly. Don't forget you can check us out uh, anytime on uh, iTunes. Go search for SEW Weekly. You can find us in the new webmasterradio.fm mobile app for both Android and for uh, iOS. Or at any time, um, you can go find the archives on webmasterradio.fm. And, of course, every Thursday right here at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.